Welcome everyone to the Magen Abraham Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Yud Gimel. We'll start on Yud Ben Abubet as the two dots again. So Mishnah, we mentioned that Nechasim She'en Ben Meila is what you chayav on. Only things that are not holy, but things that are holy, you're not chayav for. Right? That's what we mentioned yesterday. Right? Things that are belong to the Beit HaMikdash. Have Meila. If your animal gores them, you don't have to pay. Good. So we said, oh, when you say Meila, it sounds like only Meila-able items. But other holy things that are not Meila-able, it sounds like you do have to pay. You, you do have you do have to pay. Mantana, who is the author who could say such a thing? It's, it's, it's talking about like Kodashim, like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, because like Kodashim, according to Rabbi Yossi Aglili, are the property of the owner. Right? The Tanya learned in the Brayta, it says, Umala mal Hashem, it says that you make a treachery move to Hashem, right? That I bought Kodashim Kalim Shememono, coming to include Kodashim Kalim, which are, mamot, which are, which are their money. So you see that Rosigli holds that Kochim Kalim is your own money, and therefore, if it's your own money, it makes sense that our Mishnah is saying that you're going to have to pay when your animal hits it. Because this special thing that you don't pay when it hits a holy animal is only on Mila worthy animals, but not on lower holiness, which is not Mila. And who's the rabbi who says that? That's Rosigli. What? What's good? Kochim Kalim is like a shlamim. Kobach shlamim. Okay? So says the Gemara, Vatanan, is that true? We learned it in Mishnah. Now that's the statement of Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yochanan is claiming that when the Mishnah said that you, don't, you only pay for Mila, it's only like Rabbi Yossi Aglili. Okay? So says the Gemara. Oh yeah, but I did with him because we can't go back because you're going to be going to claim animal condition. There's a mission that says that if you get married with Kodesh Kodashim, if you get married with any korban that you get married with, you're not married. There's a mission that says that any korban that you get married with, you're not married. If you get with a piece of a carbon, if, if I give a girl a steak from any type of carbon, you're not married. So you want to say that that Mishnah doesn't go like a Yosef Glili? Because Rabbi Yosef Glili says that it's yours? Mara says no. I feel that it can even be a Yosef Glili. Kiyam Yosef Glili. When did Yosef Glili say his law? Mechayim when it's alive. But after it's dead. I feel Rabbi agrees that once he slaughtered it, it's for sure not yours. That's what even Rabbi says. Okay? Because the only... When the, when, the, when the rabbis... When when the, a Kohen gets to eat a carbon, he's eating from Hashem's table. Everyone agrees that. And therefore, it's not his... He's eating Hashem's food, not his food. Okay? Like you're a guest. Whenever Kohen eats a carbon, 
he's a guest in someone else's food. Could be the Kohen that it's owned by the owner before Shechita, but after Shechita, it's Hashem's. Everyone agrees. And therefore, when we said that you can't marry a woman with it, that's going to go to everybody, not just when we go to the leader. Because everyone agrees that once you slaughter it, no one can. Okay? Now the Gemara challenges, which means, <coughs> did Rabbi Yossi really say that when it's alive, that it belongs to the owner? I'll show you now from an explanation of a Mishnah. Now, this uh, uh, this Mishnah is talking about a Bechor. Now, the rule about a Bechor animal is that you have to give it to the Kohen. And he brings it as a Korban to the Beit HaMikdash. Right? But, and then he gets to eat certain parts of it, right? But that's only if the, if the Bechor does not have a moon. But if the Bechor has a moon, then... It belongs to the coin, right? He can just, what? Yeah, he can keep it. Your bechor. Right. Okay. So we learned in the Mishnah. Bechor, if you have a bechor, you could sell it. If it's a tam, in the bottom over there, right? If you could tell if it's a tam, if it's not blemished, alive. Ubalmum, and if it's a balmum, you could sell it. Chai v'shachut. Right? Now, you really shouldn't be allowed to sell a tom, but we're talking about a case where now it's like nowadays, where there's no Beit HaMikdash. So since it can't be offered as a korban, it could be sold alive. Okay? And once it's slaughtered, you can't sell it. Okay, and Balmum, if it's, it has a moon, you can sell it if it's alive or slaughtered. And you can marry a woman with it. Right? Because it's his. What? Because nowadays, because nowadays, you can't bring a carbon. So therefore, you can marry a woman with it. And Rav Nachman explained... I'm Rabbi Bua. That Lo Shem Elvis Bechor was one. We're only talking about Bechor nowadays. The Kevin the Lo Chazid Kavah. Since you can't offer a sacrifice, it's going to Zichiyabu. That's why the Kohanim owns it. I was much better than But if the time Beit Hamikdash was around, then the Chazid Kavah Lo. If it's fit for for the Mizbeach, then you can't sell it alive. The only reason why we're letting you selling it alive when it, when it, when it's not blemished is because. There's no Korban Hamikdash, so it's not fit anyway. Even if it's beautiful, it's not fit. Okay, that's what Rav Nachman said. That we're talking about only nowadays. So Rav Rava asked Rav Nachman, "What do you mean?" It says, "Umala Malba Shem Lerabot Kochim Kalim Shem Emono." It says that if a person goes against Hashem and he lies, 
right? And he lies in his swear. It's coming to include if he lies about Kochim Kalim. He says that he says that he didn't give it back, and, he, and he, didn't, he didn't really give it back. In that case, now that's only if you, if, you, if you take away someone's property, right? So, Rabbi Yossi Aglili says that Kochim Kalim, which is like our, our Shalim case, is their property. So you see that a Bechor, which is a type of Kochim Kalim, is the property of the owner even when the Beit Hamidash is around, right? Understand the question or no? You, Rabba, Rav Nachman had said that's talking about when the when the Beit is not around. But Rav asked, "What do you mean? We have a bright that mentioned that Kochim Kalim is included in in the Isur of." Even though it's we're talking about the best around, Mashani Ravina Ravina answers the bechor bechutzaretz. So Ravina answered that we're talking about a bechor in chutzaretz. According to Mishimon, who says that really you're not supposed to offer it. Now, how do we know Mishimon says you're not supposed to offer a korban from chutzaretz? That if, if a bechor is born in chutzaretz, that it's not really supposed to be offered because it says yakrivu you offer it. Which means if they came from Chutzah in Baal Timim Yakrivu, if they came from Chutzah and the Tamim, then we offer them. It sounds like in Baal only if they brought them, then we have to offer them. In Balechatchila, we shouldn't offer them. So according to Bishimon, since you're not supposed to offer it, that's why it belongs to the Kohen. No, it's not, it's not a Pasuk, it's a Brighta. It says. Right? If they come, if they come, yes, but not no. So therefore you see that from when they're outside of Khusarits, they belong to the Kohen. So Ravina's understanding that Rav Nachman he's talking in the Mishnah according to Biosiglili. So therefore according to Biosiglili, he's saying that a, a Bakor could only be sold either nowadays or outside of sale. But in other cases you can't sell it. If that's true, if it's true, Obviously, he says that the mamon, that's mechaim. That's only when they're alive, right? We said before that Yosef only says that they have money while they're alive, not when they're dead, right? As we said, that's, what, that's why he said the stake, you can't marry a girl with because only when they're alive is a problem. Then, Lishni, why didn't he answer? How are when, 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 when Ravina answered, right, Rava asked him, he says, What do you mean? It, it includes Kod- Kodashim. Kalim Bukhusarts, right? It's private property. So we answered, we said, No, it's it's going like like the Khusarts one. Why did right, he's talking about the Khusarts? Why didn't we just answer? 
They're only while they're he only said it while they're alive. We could have answered we could have answered the following. Ha Rabyosiglili, which means we're now on top of you gimel. Ha, the brighter that says the Kochim Kalim are the property of the owners, that's Rabyosiglili. Ha Rabbanan, and we can see the Rav Nachman who says that the Bakhor can't be sold during the time when the Bakhor is around. That's the Rabbanan. Because it sounds to us like a beast, like when you have, we have we have Mishnah Kiddushin, right? Said according to Biosik Lili that live animals belong to the owner. Okay, if live animals belong to the owner, in all cases, it should be true even when the Beit Hamikdash is around. And we're answering here that when the Beit Hamikdash is not around is when it can be sold. So therefore, that doesn't feel like a Biosik Lili. So why did the Gemara say, oh, one, the ones are Biosik Lili, one's Rabbanan? Why did the Gemara make it like it could work like a Biosik Lili? The Gemara should be stuck to answer, it's against a Biosik Lili, because according to the Biosik Lili, you should always be able to sell an animal that's alive, because I own it. Okay? Amale. But not kihuna kaamri. You mentioned talking, you're talking about a question from a bechor, which is one of the gifts of the kohen. No, don't bring a question from bechor because since it's given to the kohen, all all anything you give the kohen is, is a gift from Hashem, and therefore. 
Even Rosh Kli agrees that a Bechor, even though it's Koshim Kalim, doesn't belong to Kohen. But since a Bechor is there's a difference between a regular Korban, which I decide to make this animal uh, given to you, that's not given by God, that's me deciding. But Bechor is one of the 24 gifts that Hashem gives the Kohen. And therefore, the, therefore even Rosh Kli agrees that the owner doesn't own it. It's Hashem stuff. Right. Right. Everyone agrees. Exactly. Okay. Now the most is Gufa. Gufa means we're going to isolate and analyze the previously mentioned statement. It says, It says, And the guy makes a mi'ilah against Hashem by lying to his friends. We mentioned that comes to good. The case of Kuchim those are the words of Rosh Hashanah. Now that's all we quoted before, right? This is the end of the Brayta. Ben Azai says that about the Shlamim, covering the include Korban Shlamim. Ava Ben Dustai, Ava Yosef Ben Dustai, Omer, Lo Amar Ben Azai Ela Bechor Belvad. Ben Azai only said about Bechor. Meaning, Benazza doesn't mean everyone. He reads only Bechor. Not every Shlamim, only a Bechor Shlamim. What? Bechor is supposed to be Shlamim. If it's a, if it's a Tam, if it didn't get a blemish, a Bechor is a Shlamim. Okay. Amar Mo, we mentioned Ben Azay says that about Shlamim. The Mutei, what's it coming to exclude? When when Ben Azay says only Shlamim, what's it coming to include? If it's coming to exclude Bechor, Hashemah Shlamim Shetuonim Simicha Unesachim Mutzunufa V'Chazav Ashok. If Shlamim, which requires all these things, leaning on it, waving it, and pouring uh, wine, Amarta, you said, that's Mamon Bailim, Bechor, which doesn't need any of those things. For sure, of course, it belongs to the owner. El Amar B'yokhan, the Mutei Maaseh, it's coming to exclude Maaseh. Can you tell you what? What did you say? No, no. Who told you that? It seems like you lean on the shlamim too. Yeah, it's a pasuk in. Uh, it says here it's a pasuk in Vayikra, Perik Gimel, pasuk that bet. You have to lean on the shlamim too. Parshat Vayikra. Now, Ella Amar Biochran, the Mute Maaser is coming to exclude Maaser, which means a Maaser animal, Maaser Beema, even though it's Kuchim Kalim, that's not that's not a property of the owner. Again, Ben Azza is saying that Shlamim belongs to the owner. 
Excluding what? If you want to say excluding Bechor, Bechor is less than Shlamim. Because it doesn't need leaning. So it must be, he's coming to exclude Maaser. Maaser Behema. Don't redeem it. It can be sold tam or alive. Tam chai, which means it can be sold when it's not blemished and alive. And if it has a mum, then chai v'shechut. My maaseh says do not redeem. It can't be sold at all, not alive, and not slaughtered. Okay? So the fact that it can't be sold at all, so you see that it doesn't belong to the owner. Now, so Rabbi Yochanan said it was Lemute Ma'asir. However, there's another version of Yochanan. In the second version, Rabbi Yochanan is referring to the Sefer. Watch this. Ravina Matalea Sefer. Ravina taught Rabbi Yochanan's words about the Sefer. Abba Yosef ben Dustai Omer. Lo ben el b'chor b'vat. That ben Azai only refers to b'chor only. Lemutimai, so according to Rabbi Yosef, what's he coming to exclude? Right? When ben Azai says that b'chor can be sold... So what can't be sold? What's excluded? The mute mai. Even with shlamim, even coming to exclude shlamim. Hashem, ah, bechor shekodesh merechem b'monohu. If a bechor that got, that was born holy, right? A bechor animal is born holy, born born a korban, and still b'monohu, I own it. Shlamim, a korban shlamim, which is not born holy. Of course I own it. You got the Kavachomer or no? Okay. So Rabbi Yochanan says, Lemute Maaseh, it's coming to school Maaseh. The Bechor, Neymar, Lo Tifteh. Vinimkar, and it can be sold, Tan Bechai, Ma'am, Ma'am, Vashchut. So the fact that it can't be sold, you see that it's not the property of the owner. And therefore, that's why we're excluding it. What do you mean? How can you say that he... That how do Abbasai say that he's talking about only about Bechor? Right? Sorry. He said only Bechor. How can it include a Shilamim?
The problem with the second one is that we're telling you that automatically it's coming. Shlamim, Abba Yosef ben Zestai, cannot be coming to exclude Shlamim. Why? Because Shlamim is for sure the property of the possessor. Right? Because we, we, we made a Kalvachomer. Bechor is born Koli. Shlamim is not. So he can't, so he, so he can't be saying Shlamim. But we know in the Brighta, it sounded like he was coming to exclude Shlamim. Because we started off saying, Ben Azi said that about Shlamim, and Abraham Sai said, no, he didn't come to he's only coming to exclude, he's only coming about Bechor. Therefore, obviously, it's only Bechor alone. Obviously, he wanted to exclude Shlamim. So he ends up with a Kasha. What? Shalamim would designate Shalamim. Yes. He designated from the same status like a Bechor. Right, but in this, in Ravina's way way that he's learning it, he's got Shalamim as, of course, belongs to the owner. Because he wasn't born like that. But now we have to we have to get rid of that because it, because it doesn't sound like that. The Mashmalus of the Brisa was that he's only said before only, and therefore it doesn't work. Okay, Rav Amar, my nechasim she'em b'mila. What does it mean when it says nechasim that don't have mila? Nechasim she'em b'em dim mila. Referring to nechasim that don't have a law of mila. Why you know the hediot? According to Rabbi, he disagrees with Yochanan. He wants to say, when we say that you only have to damage when you have nechassim that don't have mi'ilah, those are nechassim that don't have a law of mi'ilah. Which means, you're only when you hit a regular person's stuff. But according to him, anything that's holy at all, Kochim Kochim or Kochim Kalim, either way you don't have to pay. What? The Rosh clearly says that you do have to pay for Kochim Kalim. He's saying you don't pay for nothing. Anything that's holy at all, don't pay for if it's holy at all, if it is holy at all, what? And there is no law of Mila at all, which means there's no need for a law. 
if you look at read Rashi Rashi says don't learn from there how much kochim only you, you only pay when you're sure killed something that has no holiness to Shemaim. Because if it has any Kedusha Shemaim, Shaykh Adin Mi'ilah. Because anything that's, that has holiness at all is Shaykh Tehmi'ilah. Kigon Kodshay Kodashim. So, you might think that if you, according to the way Rav is learning, anytime you damage any animal that has holiness, you don't pay. Bechor, anything, all these animals have any holiness. Shalamim, anything. So, Mark says, what do you mean? If the Mishnah meant that, the Mishnah should say, the Hedyot. Say you only pay the Hedyot when you hit a regular guy's stuff. What's, yeah, Kasha, it's a question. The Mishnah should have said that. Okay, as a question on Rava. What if I own the Korban Shalim and my Korban Shalim damaged someone else? Right? Govam Saran. So is that the guy who got damaged can collect his payment from the meat of the of the Korban Shalim that the owner was supposed to eat. So if the owner is supposed to eat it, he's got a thousand dollars worth of steak in there, and he's allowed to eat. That thousand dollars, he's going to have to pay to the guy who was the animal killed before he shot, before he brought him the carpet. So you got it. Ruins animals the carpet. It go, it kills Shimon's animal. It causes five hundred dollars worth of damage. Right? When Ruin offers the carpet, it's the carpet. Some meat goes to the mizbeach. Some meat goes to the coin, and the part that goes to him, he has to give to the, to, to the guy who got damaged. What? But he can't collect for the parts that go on the mizbeach. That part he can't have. Shita, of course. Those we're talking no it's after no that means the damage was done before she of course obviously you can't damage one dead animals don't damage anyone I'm not sure what you mean. What do you mean before the Shekhidah? I understand, but we're talking about the animal, of course, before Shekhidah, damaged someone. This animal damaged another person's cow. Now the other guy wants to get paid. Paid from what? I only pay for my animal. It's not my animal. So we say that, according to this opinion, you're paying from the meat that you're going to get when it gets offered as a carbon. Okay? 
He gives an example here. Let's see if a Shalim ox is worth 200 zoos, right? 150 zoos of meat and 50 zoos worth of parts on the Mizbeach. A gorge and other ox worth 200 zoos and it's worth nothing. The halacha is that there's 150 zoos. This animal is worth 150 zoos. But if you count the part that goes back, it's worth 200 zoos. I'm entitled to half the damage. So could I get half the damage on the whole animal or half the damage only on the part that the owner is going to get? The chidush is you only collect on the part that the owner is going to get. You don't count the part that was there to count it, to figure out the damage. You got it? 75. Right. Right, 75. Skin goes the coin. Where is this? I'll leave it to my who's this going like? E. Aliba de Rabbanan, if it's going to go to Rabbanan, Shita. Because Rabbanan hold that you can't, when the guy can't get enough money from one of the guys who damaged him, he doesn't collect from the other guy. If two guys damage an animal, can, can, and one guy you can't collect from, can the damaged guy get the money from the other one? So according to the Rabbanan who say that you can't collect from the other guy, of course. Right? And according to Rabbi Natan, who says you can, should be true. Ha'avar, didn't he say, So here too, you should be able to get money from the parts, the $50, because if I can't get from one person, get from the other person. That's only when it's two different bodies. Sitting here, since it's one body, because the part that goes over there is part of the same body as the part that the owner eats, he doesn't agree. Right? Since one body, you could, you could collect from, from any part of the body you want, you might think. over there with the Balashor tells the Balabor I found my animal dead in your pit and therefore therefore you can't tell me anything and therefore whatever I don't get from the other guy 
said that you only pay from the you can't collect from the parts that go on the Mizbeach that means the following that means that the part that go on the Mizbeach are looked at as if they also damaged but yet it's uncollectible and therefore since that was in our example that was 25% of the animal was 25% of the value of my korban was the part that goes on the Mizbeach therefore 25% of your damage is uncollectible. Right. Okay. Had we, we, there is enough value in my, the $150 in my part, but my $150 doesn't have to pay you. Mm-hmm. I don't, therefore, since you had $100 worth of damage, I'm only going to pay you for my $150.75 because the 25 that, that percent of the damage that, that, that was done by the Mizbeach part, mm-hmm. I'm not paying for. Okay. So now the Gemara asks, Aliba Daman. We're going back a drop. I'm saying, Aliba according to who? I Aliba Rabbanan, if it's going to Rabbanan, Pshita. Of course. They generally hold that if you, if there's two parties who damage somebody, you can't get from the other party, which means, let Talking about an interesting case, but Gemara Nun Gimel says, let's say you have an ox that pushed another ox into the pit, right? So the Chachamim say over there that if it's a muad, then the owner of the ox pays full, and if it's a tam, he pay half, but the owner of the pit doesn't pay anything. Even though he made the pit. The pit. Huh? Even though he made the pit. No, a different person made the pit. Right. I mean, so they're, they're, let's, let's say, if Levy made the, the pit, then... Of 
question is like this. If the animal that pushed it into the pit is a, according to the chamin, if the animal pushed it into the pit is a, is a mu'ad, so I understand why the pit guy doesn't have to pay, because you get the whole thing from the mu'ad. The mu'ad is the one who started it. The pit didn't do anything. So therefore, the pit just accepted it. So therefore, the pit doesn't pay. But the question is, according to the one, according to the, if it's a, in the case of Tom, where the, 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 the animal that pushed it is only paying half, why can't we collect the other half of the pit guy? Still, you cannot collect, but we should be. The Rabbanan say you can't. It's my chokin. say you can't. So we're asking, according to Rabbanan, who say you can't collect from the other one. <coughs> if, if, if the person, the, the person who has made is one guy, you can never collect. If you can't collect, you can't go to somebody else. Right? So the, the, the pit guy never pays. Doesn't matter if it's Muad or not. Correct. So what says, now, when Rabbi Abba said that you can't collect the $25 from the Mizbeach part, that the Mizbeach part is supposed to pay from the other part of his, of, of my 150, right? When, when he said that statement, that you don't collect the 25 from the 150, and I only pay 75, right, in our case, if it's going to Rabbi Abba, of course it's true, because they hold that you never take from the, from the pit owner. Right, and it's not even true. Because Nathan says that if you can't collect from one, you can't collect from the other guy. Right, so over here too, you should be able to collect the twenty-five from the seventy-five guy. The the guy, the the, 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 the owner should pay a hundred, not seventy-five, according to Nathan. So make up your mind. According to Nathan, it's obvious. According to Nathan. Should be able to collect. My answer is Ebay Tema Rabbanatan, Ebay Tema Rabbanan. It could be either rabbi, right? Ebay Tema Rabbanan. I could say it's the Rabbanan. Hani Mili Betray Gufi. Because the Rabbanan only say that you can't collect from the other one if it's two different bodies. One's an ox and one's a pit. That's what they say. Oh, you can't collect from the pit guy. But here where it's two parts of one body the Rabbanan will agree that you can collect from the other one I can go from wherever I want okay just just because just because the Rabbanan says that that, that, there's two, that you can't collect from the pit owner that's because it's two different owners and two different damagers pit and ox right, right. but in our case it's one Shlamim ox goring another ox. So it's one goof that gored. Parts of his back and parts of me. But okay. it's one, that, therefore the Rabbanan will agree that it's different. Okay. You got that? Yeah. Or I could say it's Because Rav Natan only said that you could pay, that you do pay from the, from the pit guy. Why did he say that? He said that because the Balashor could tell the Balabor, the owner of the damaged ox could say, listen, I found my dead ox in your pit, which means your pit damaged me. Mm-hmm. That's why he says, that whatever I can collect from the, the ox owner, I'm going to get from you. In here case, is it possible to say, that, oh, I only got damaged by the basar and not by the part that goes on his back. 
It's impossible. And therefore, therefore, for sure you got damaged by both parts, and therefore, for sure, you should only pay 75. Even though Natan will agree that here you only pay 75. Even though Natan, who says that you could collect from the pit owner, will agree that here you can only pay 75, you only get 75, because I can't tell you that, that right, like in other cases, I can see your animal did the damage. Your, your, sorry, your pit did the damage. I found my, 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 my thing dead in your pit. Your pit did the full damage, and therefore I could come to collect from you just as much as him. But over here, I can't say to the meat owner that your meat did the damage and the part of the animal didn't do any damage. I can't do that. And therefore, therefore, since I can't say that, even or not, I might agree that over here you only pay 75. Okay. Okay, I think I'll stop at Amarav at the top of the page. Baruch Adonai, Amen, Amen. What's the pleasure of my brother?